big because he actually. Right, hello, welcome to uh All right, hello, welcome to a live edition, a live episode of the ONG Strike Zone. Took us a minute to get up and going, and uh it's uh Brian Fulford, Kelvin Rozier, and soon to be joining us, Marcus Green. How you doing tonight, Kel? I'm doing all right. Uh Brian, you know, uh we uh, saw our friend Kofi off uh, Saturday. Um, it, it was a celebration, man. Very um, beautiful service, very fitting for Kofi. And um, it was a big contingent there. Um, you know, uh, Drew and Scotty and the crew were there. And, you know, the Marching 100 was there. And both Dr. White and uh, Dr. Chipman spoke. And, uh, I thought that his family did an awesome job um, and um, talking about him, the spiritual leaders. Man, it, it was it was just really um, a, a very uh, good celebration of giving that, giving the occasion. So um, uh, that's kind of what was on my mind coming to this show. Yeah. Um... It, it was a it was a nice beautiful service. Um, I, I enjoyed um, everybody's reflections. Uh, beautiful to hear from his wife and daughters, and um, that that was as you said a celebration of life. And uh, you know, I'm is is humbling for those who were able to to see the viewing one last time. Uh, earlier in the week, um, you know, it's uh, the, these at, at, at these at these moments it is celebration, and I, and I think that's what yeah. that's what the spirit felt that that's what it felt like a, a true celebration, and um, you know, it's uh, it, it was it was very refreshing, and for those who uh, maybe didn't see all of it or, you know, parts, you know, that you missed. Uh, we do have it still on our Facebook page, pinned on our Facebook page at ONG Strike Zone and encourage you to any parts that you missed to go back and watch. Um, and and we also want to encourage you to continue. Uh, the GoFundMe page is still active. GoFundMe.com and just search Kofi Hemingway. Uh, any, any, any amount you give is a blessing and appreciated and will go um, to good use in some form or fashion. 
So I, I want to encourage you until I know Vaughn had set a goal on that. I want to encourage you until we hit that goal. I'm going to keep reminding whether it's on this show or other shows on Twitter or Facebook to continue to give until we hit that goal. Um, and so uh, with that said, Marcus Green joining us. Uh, we're all we're all here. Marcus, how you doing this evening? I'm doing pretty good. Had a pretty good day. Real busy, but you know I'm here and I'm blessed to be amongst you guys. All right, all right. Well, we've got a loaded show for you guys uh, tonight. For you guys joining okay. us, and uh, shout out to Uh-oh. everybody who's joining us on YouTube and Uh-oh. on Facebook. We appreciate you jumping in early. Uh, Hello? Yes, sir. Are we live still? I believe so. So I got tonight. There we go. So Man, I thought you were doing a mannequin challenge. I was like, oh my God. I'm going to lose Hey, I think think we all got tonight. (laughs) So I'm about to call back Spectrum and be like, y'all lied to me. Y'all told me I had this good internet and my stuff wasn't ever going to, you know, skip. I don't think... I don't, I don't think it was you, man. I I think uh, something in the background. Hopefully, uh, all right. Roy got it straight. All right. Uh, so I don't know where I last left off, uh, but I, I know I felt like I was talking to myself. But um, so let me re- reset again. We we've got Coach Robert McCollum coming up at the bottom of the hour. We're going to talk mm-hmm. about the men's basketball program. Find out where we're at, uh, what's happening, and then at the top of hour two. Coach Nikki, uh, Rochelle Houston, coach uh, is going to join us. The uh, head coach, uh, director of tennis for our women's tennis team, which uh, they are the number one seed heading into the SWAC tournament and just one match away from wrapping up the regular season. Even though I think we crowned them already, we still have to finish the last, the last little thing right we got that rescheduled match against uh preview i believe yeah i believe pv is a makeup yeah so that's a makeup and so once we take what are we making up what what what, what are we making up i mean we we undefeated they can't catch us we got a head head on everybody else we got a head to head on everybody else so so what do we make up and i saw i did see i'm gonna ask coach when she comes on i i gotta ask about that because I saw where it was postponed on the website. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. I'm glad you brought that up. I saw that on uh, Family Athletics. That, that uh, So it was rescheduled to April 11th, which was, uh, what, that's next Tuesday, or, you know, mm-hmm. Tuesday, I should say. Um, and then it, it said postponed. So, yeah, we'll, we'll find out some more details tonight um, and kind of set everything going there. want to remind everybody, if you would, 
follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We, we got to get our numbers up. So, you know, you, we got a lot of people who watch, but for whatever reason, they're not, they not subscribing or hitting the thumbs up button. And, and you know, so I know, I know a lot of folks out there are watching. And so we just need you to go ahead and just subscribe, you know, just go ahead and subscribe. We don't hit, we don't, we don't overcloud or over, overfill your inbox or your feed with a lot of stuff. I mean, we got, we got jobs. So, I mean, we, <laughs> we, we're not, we're not, we're not sitting at the computer with a team of people loading your timeline up. So don't worry about all that, but it helps the algorithms and it helps the numbers if we can get our numbers up. So Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at ONG Strike Zone. If you are on one, two, or all three of those platforms, go find us and go uh, like, follow, share it with some Rattlers in your groups, your class groups, you know, wherever you're at watching the show, let people know. If they don't know by now, they, they should. Okay, and we appreciate it. All right, gentlemen, so let's kind of get into the Rattler Roundup before we hit the bottom of the hour and uh, get with Coach McCullum. What do you want to start with first, Kelvin? Pro day, since we, we didn't get to it last show. Yeah, okay. Um, by From what I recall, uh, there were – we didn't get all 31 or 32 teams that showed 22. up. 22. Yeah, there was about 22 um, that showed up. And, uh, you know, I – I, I don't I don't find that to be, you know, a bad thing, especially nowadays when you have that's twenty two NFL franchises. But nowadays you have right. you got the XFL, uh right. what's what's the other league? The USFL. Mm-hmm. Uh so Canadian Canada, Football League. Yeah, Canadian Football League. So there's four three other leagues out there with scouts. So I'm I'm sure they were in attendance. What what are some takeaways from yeah. Pro Day that you saw, uh, Kelvin? Well, the first thing I want to say is that uh, I talked with some of my contacts over at Florida State, and they didn't have uh, all 32 either. So um, they they had slightly a few more than we did, but uh, we had more actual pro prospects this year than they do. They anticipated to have a really big class next year because of you know most of their draft eligible guys who would have got drafted opted to uh, return. So um, we had similar numbers. Now, in terms of uh, uh, our guys, you know, Isaiah and um, Zay Smith, you know, everything's pretty much baked in the cake at this point. So they didn't do the things, you know, like the 40 and the, and the things that they had already done at previous combines and so forth. Uh you know, they just did more drills and, and so forth. And I think the big thing with Zay Land was uh, making sure that he maintained that weight, that extra 10, 15 pounds, you know, a muscle he added. And so he he was at 235 um, on pro day. He was at 236 uh, at the combine. So that, that bowls well. He did a lot. He did uh, linebacker drills um, also. Um, so... Um, he's, he's a hybrid, he's versatile. That can be good and, and bad depending, but I, I think whatever teams like him already like him. Um, and you know, like with James Houston, some of the success of, uh, 
uh, Darius and some of the other HBCU players with his kind of um, stats and size and and skill sets. Uh, I anticipate him, you know, no later than round three, to be honest, late in round three. And um, Zay has done everything. Zay, Zay Smith's done everything he can at this point. Um, he's a seated expectation, so I, I expect him to uh, get drafted, to be honest, sixth, seventh round. Um, he's just too too good of a talent. He's he, 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 too much production. So uh, now with uh, the, the kickers and punters, you, you just never know. Um, but I'm sure they'll get a shot uh, from all accounts, um, particularly uh, for dual. Uh, they, they did well. And um, um, Bowler uh, – Bowler's time was nice, uh, and and um, you know his reps with the uh, with uh, the two twenty five was was pretty decent. So um, all in all, I think everybody did what they needed to do. We just have to wait and see how things fall at this point. Marcus, uh, what are your your takeaways from Pro Day? Well, I'm glad uh, that. Both reportedly did very well. It didn't. They didn't do anything, or they performed well, and they didn't do anything to knock the standing that they've had, as it relates to their All-Star game performances, and in Isaiah Land's case's performance at the Scouting Combine. And so I'm I'm pleased about that, and I'm also pleased about the amount of public relations attention that both have gotten, and it's something that we haven't seen in a while of anything for uh, maybe family athletes in terms of the media attention and requests that have come for Isaiah Land and for Xavier Smith speaking with with NFL media personalities uh, like Steve Weish, uh, Steve Smith, must be thinking about Steve's, but just having them extend themselves to be able to give both Isaiah Land and Xavier Smith a platform to showcase their talent and tell their stories. And so that's been, to me, just as a as good a, a, an omen and to parallel along with the performances for all the hard work they put in. So I'm, I'm pleased that they continue to have the PR machine work on their behalf past the typical all-star game and combine time periods, but as we're going into the actual draft season. Mm-hmm. Uh, just uh, was looking here, just kind of following up from an article in HBCU Game Day uh, regarding uh, five takeaways from the pro day. One of the one of the notables that was in attendance was the uh, Washington Commanders general manager uh, by the name of Martin Mayhew, um, and he's quoted as actually, you know, you know, coming to actually see Isaiah Land. I mean, instead of sending scouts, which is what most GMs do, um, you know, and I'm going to quote right from his conversation that he had with Vaughn Wilson. Uh, he said, quote, you guys, uh, meaning FAMU, have talent. That's why I'm here. Isaiah Land is a legit prospect. I saw him at the Senior Bowl, and he had a great week from start to finish. He belongs, and I came to see him specifically, but I saw a lot of guys here who are pretty exciting prospects. And so that's uh, that's huge. And, you know, I 
I, I, what I really like is when you go and analyze the stories of these guys, you know, that too is also what's impressive. I mean, here's, you know, I, and I, and then there's the, uh, the piece with, uh, Steve, um, Smith, Steve, no, not Steve Smith. The, uh, the most yeah, recent Steve. one that came out, oh, Steve Weish, right? mm-hmm. Steve, Steve Weish and Andrew Siciliano of the NFL network. And, you know, Isaiah talks candidly about the whole transfer portal thing. And, you know, obviously we know the backstory, uh, about how he didn't have a lot of he, he didn't have any uh, offers prior to FAMU's offer. Then you had the Steve. Then you had the uh, Xavier Smith backstory of how he was a walk on. Um, you know, BJ Bowler. You know, um, uh, even though he was recruited, I mean, still some people might think he's undersized, but uh, he had like a what thirty eight inch vertical. Uh, from I think with some of the metrics that I that I heard from him, and then you have Chris Fadul, who was an All American punter, then had an ACL injury, and then went and then became an All American punter again after the injury. So I mean, the stories write themselves, and I, I think it's exciting for the future because hearing recent comments from you know Coach Simmons about this current group of guys I mean he is really excited and I think he has to catch himself and I anybody who watched the most recent 220 club as he was talking about the defense or talking about guys individually especially Jordan uh Jordan Moore Moore um you know that he has to I think he catches himself because he doesn't want to be too overly glowing in his praise and his excitement but um it, this is this is going to be as good a year. We got talent, yeah, yeah and depth, and we got, we, and, we got and we got a lot of it, right? We, we yeah, got and, and you, division one talent. And you know yeah. what? What I hear him saying is, I think he's in that mode now where he's trying to be uh, cautiously alert for everybody. Because I've heard him say it a couple times now about reminding guys if guys take care of their business in school, meaning guys, like you, you can't tell a guy so many times, but guys, this can be special. We can have a special, but it's, you guys have to do your part in the classroom with the right classes, do what compliance tells you to do, or, 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 you know what you're supposed to do, which you handle your business appropriately. Hopefully people, the team stays safe, free from injuries and things like that. We have a little luck on our side and we don't catch an injury bug. And yeah, I mean, the fall can be really special, but you know, and we and we and we and, we, and then we got to pray because look, last year we we were excited, we were hyped up, and then all of a sudden we got hit with a rock, like a rock came flying through the window out of nowhere. That whole <laughs> compliance crap, you know what I'm saying? So I mean, I, I get he's he's cautious. I think when I hear him talk, but then he's also he goes from the I'm excited to I got to be real cautious, not to get too excited and remind guys. Those of you who were here last year, don't let what happened last year happen this year. And uh, hopefully with a, with a new administrative team, that our administrative team is working to get above and in front of any potential issues. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, we, yeah, it's a lot of them. You know, it's, 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 they done staffed up now, so we, we don't want no excuses. And, um, Hopefully they're working on with those guys right now. 
um, not yeah. waiting till the summer because uh, I'm sure there, there'll be a couple that, you know, need some help. We already know. They should already know that those who got to go to summer school and, and be, be making preparations right now. And I, another thing, uh, Marcus, I know you keep track of our numbers and things of that nature, but I, I do know coaches said we do have open spots. There are still spots available. So, and, and I think he's still anticipating uh, some guys coming. So, I mean, we, we can talk about mm -hmm. more. We can talk about that more uh, in a few. But, hey, let's take our first break. And coming up on the other side, we're going to talk with our head men's basketball coach, Coach McCullum. On the other side, you're watching the ONG Strike Zone. We'll be back in just a moment. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCUPrideJoy on Facebook and Twitter. T. Madden & Associates is a sophisticated and experienced law firm located in your neighborhood. We're turning injury to cash. T. Madden & Associates obtained almost $2 million for my injury. They turned my injury to cash. Now, we can't guarantee how much your injury is worth but we've recovered millions for our clients. Call T. Madnet Associates at 833-PAID-123. That's 833-PAID-123. Are you hungry for authentic Caribbean food? Like jerk chicken, oxtail, red snapper, shrimp, tofu, and rasta pasta? Well, find your way over to Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock in downtown Atlanta. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, open daily from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on Friday and Saturday, we're open till 4 a.m. Come to Mango's and put some spice in your life. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. For more info or directions, call 404-698-3992. Or log on to mangoscaribbeanrestaurant.com. For instant coupons, text M-A-N-G-O-S to 313131. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Authentic Caribbean cuisine. Hey, welcome back to the ONG Strike Zone. Brian, Kelvin, and Marcus, and it's a pleasure to be joined by our head men's basketball coach, Coach Robert McCullum. Coach, thanks for joining us tonight. How are you doing, Coach? I'm doing well, thank you. I'm happy to be on the show. 
Yes, sir. Hey, we're always glad to have you on. Uh, you're a friend of the ONG, so we're glad you can make some time uh, for us tonight. Hey, uh, before we get into talking about, you know, FAMU basketball, let's talk about the NCAA tournament we just ended. Um, obviously, you know, you had two schools from the state of Florida in the Final Four. Um, you know, you, UConn, you have low seeds, the, the four, a couple fives, a nine seed. Um, what When you look at what happened with the the big dogs, the, the top three seeds uh, across the board and what you've seen. What's your take on, uh, uh, it, it, is this Final Four a, a, a sign of some things that will be coming down the road, or is this possibly maybe just a one-off uh, situation? What's, what's your take on what you saw in the Final Four National Championship game? Okay, I, I certainly would not say that it's, that it's a, a sign of things to come. I think we'd have to see a year like this for more than one year before I would go that far to say it's it's a sign of things to come. And, and let me give you a, a couple of examples why. Uh, you, you We all have heard the old saying, there's nothing new under the sun. But we've had high seeds to advance this far before. Let's go back to what, 2000. Uh, 11, 12, uh, I think 2011, uh, I think we had Butler and VCU in a Final Four. And of course, uh, VCU uh, initially under the, the leadership of uh, Capel, Jeff Capel, who's now at Pitt, whose team was in the tournament this year, he sort of set the table, uh, ran a first a great first leg, so to say. He handed the baton off to Anthony Grant. He he ran a good second leg. He passed it on to Shaka Smart. Shaka Smart mm -hmm. took the baton and took him to the Final Four. Mm -hmm. And uh, UCLA advanced a couple of years ago as a high seed. Let's go all the way back to, what, 2006? And I would sort of compare uh, that where I'm going George Mason, out of nowhere, advanced to the Final Four, knocked off an extremely talented UConn team to advance to the Final Four in 06. So we've, we've, we've seen this, you know, a team come out of nowhere, a team who uh, by no means would you consider them a tra tradition-rich program, put together a run, get hot at the right time. And as uh, Kevin sort of alluded in the prelude, there are some other factors that I think that, that are certainly uh, that had some impact in terms of so many teams that maybe teams that did not even advance to the Final Four, but did advance to the Elite Eight, advanced to the Sweet 16, made their preference felt uh, in a manner that, that most prognosticators uh, had not predicted. So do you think in turn, I, I don't know if it's easy to rank an impact factor or, or how you would rank these factors, but the, the factors that I often hear people talk about NIL transfer portal. Uh, and, and then even the fact that the COVID, the extra COVID year, I mean, we're still, we've still got guys <laughs> who are in their, uh, their sixth year. I mean, there's some grown 
man teams out there. Yeah. <laughs> they got they got, yeah. they got 23 and 24-year-olds playing. Uh, so, I mean, those are just some of the three. Those are the three of the big ones I hear. I don't know how would you how would you rank those in terms of impact or if there's some other ones out there that maybe we're missing. No, and that's where I was going to uh, respond to Kelvin's initial comments. Uh, what I was going to say, intentional, or maybe he didn't have a chance to, to finish, he, he actually left out NIL. <laughs> he, he, he mentioned the transfer portal and older players, but the, the correct answer would be D, all of the above, would, would be the, the best answer. And it could vary from team to team. I'd probably say NIL first. Hmm. And so here's what I can tell you. As you know, I, I just got back from Houston. And so when the Final Four is going on, that's our national coaches convention. And so, you know, aside from head coaches meetings, assistant coaches meeting, dobo meetings, you, you name it, clinics and all of that, you also have a chance to, to sit down, whether it's over lunch or in the lobby, you make the all-lobby team. Uh, you have a chance to visit with coaches from other parts of the country that you, you rarely see outside of maybe the past Mike Cross doing summer recruiting. And I can tell you the most important topic, the second most, the third most, the fourth, the fifth, NIL. NIL is trumping facilities. And, and, and that's not going anywhere. And let's not think, when I say NIL, I'm not only talking about the Blue Bloods. And there may be a conversation for a different day. We've got a couple of schools in this in the SWAT. Already, uh, cost of attendance has been around six, seven, eight years. Given the cost of attendance, a couple of schools already given NIL money. So NIL have a huge factor. Let's start here in the state, in Miami, because they, they were one of the first ones, to my knowledge, that just came out openly and say, this is what we've done, what we are doing, this is the amount we, we offer. So the little guard from, from Kansas State that came in, got a two-year deal. Two-year deal, 800 grand. So his, his teammate, Isaiah Wong, said, hold, hold up. Okay, that's, that's cool. You know, I got no problem with that, but I've been here. I've been in the program three years. So if he can come in the door and get four years, what about me? All right, so, so the ante had to be up for him. Now, what, what I really have a great deal of admiration for is their ability to build chemistry Okay, and not let, you know, he's getting more than me. I should be getting more. Not let that trump the importance of the team. And, and that's really admirable. Because there were a number of teams, whether they admitted or not, that NIL prevented team chemistry. Could have been some other factors, but there are several situations where NIL opportunities for some and not others took away prevented team chemistry and team chemistry will will prevent your your talent from having been as impactful as it otherwise could and so that's why you saw some teams that we expected 
to have better seasons did not have the seasons that uh, they were they were expected to have. Mm-hmm. Now, right, let me go oh, to the to, let me go to the age factor. Mm-hmm. You mentioned 23, 24. You had 25, 26 year old. Yes, right. Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, 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 fifth year, sixth year uh, players. San Diego State had one six year. One of the starters yep. was a sixth year. Three fifth year guys. It's very difficult to overcome that kind of experience. And when, now, not all of them. But the majority of those guys have been together. I don't know that I don't know their, if their team was was as impacted by the transfer portal as some other teams were this year. But it's it's, it's difficult to overcome that kind of experience. And it, we've seen this, you know, for 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 a number of years. John Calipari, Kentucky, was was criticized because he didn't win at all. Well, he had a he had a great deal of talent, but they were freshmen. And and you you playing against 23, 24, 25 year olds, you can be as talented as Zion and Williamson. But you you go up against Zion was 18, 19 years old. He going up against grown men. Mm-hmm. Right. And so more often than not, experience along with talent is gonna trump talent without experience. Good point. Good point. Kelvin, go ahead. Okay. So I'm going to shift gears uh, and, and, and talk uh, Rattler basketball. and um, But I'm going to tie it in a little bit. So right now we have a couple of guys that I thought, I think I said threw their name into the transfer portal um, who, who uh, started for us this year. Um, just talk about how, you know, this was a new team. You know, yeah, like nine new nine new players this year. So, so kind of talk about uh, man roster management with the rules the way they are now. You mentioned NIL, you mentioned, and uh, you mentioned um, the transfer portal. Talk about your approach to roster management, and um, you know why. What was the challenge for this season? Why? why it just didn't seem to click uh, this year for this particular team? Uh, that, that's the, those are very good questions, Kelvin. And I don't know if you realize it, but there's one word that you mentioned twice. And, and, and I'll say, you know, invariably fans, boosters, various uh, media outlets, you know, you, you you hear even immediately after the game, well, so-and-so got out coached. He got out coached. She got out coached. So-and-so can't coach. All year long, Calipari can't coach. So you think John Calipari just forgot how to coach? Well, so where I'm going with this, managing, you mentioned management, being able to manage your team has managed your program has never been more important than it is now. There's all of these issues we're talking about, transfer portal, NIL, the impact of COVID is still being felt. Um, then just all of the, 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 the noise and the voices that 
that uh, young men are hearing constantly. Uh, being able to manage your team is, is, is again, has never been more important. So I, I knew going in, this would be our most challenging year, our most challenging team. For an example, and the coaches have a chance to vote where they think their teams will finish. And I, I picked our team to finish eighth. I've never picked our team that low, including my very first year here. My first year here, I think we would pick 11th. I picked a seventh. We finished seventh. But I told our staff all along, if we finish eighth, it'll be a good year. Just before we ever tip, tipped it up. So I, I knew not only nine new players, but I could see there were some issues on the horizon that, that we would need to be able to overcome and conquer. And, and unfortunately, we, we, we did not. And so regardless of, of you, could, you could not have size or not have a good, a good inside game or so forth, you've got to have good guard play. That, that's an absolute must. And, and you, you need to have some pretty good leadership. And so we, we did not have the chemistry, Kelvin, that, that, you know, because of how close you were to the program for a couple of years, win, lose, draw, you couldn't question our chemistry. You couldn't question the culture that we've established. And so the three or four guys that return from the previous year's team, their, their role on, on, on that team wasn't such that it gave them the confidence they needed or they felt secure, they felt secure enough to have a voice, you know, to stand up and say, okay, now this is my team. This is our team. Hey, we don't do that at FAMU. We don't tolerate that. This is what we do at FAMU. So, so, and then one of the returning players redshirted the previous year. So we lost our top seven players, top seven, eight players from the previous year. And so all those things, all those things uh, uh, factored in. And there were, every now and then, there were, we showed glimpses that, hey, you know, we, we've got a chance to turn the corner. Uh, winning at Texas Southern was huge. They, they was the first game they get all of the guys back from, they suffer from a number of injuries during the course of the year. To win at Texas Southern was a big feat. We go to shoot around the next day. You know, you, you know you're not going to do much between a Saturday and Monday game. I said to the staff, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. You would have thought we'd won the SWAC championship. <laughs> and we go out on Monday against Prairie View and get beat by 30. Mm -hmm. uh, then you saw we rebounded, we came back, swept the Alabama schools. Tough win at Alabama State, just secured the, 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 the win going eight for eight in the last three minutes from the free throw line. And then going up on Monday night, uh, HBCU, Go TV, and played our best game of the year against a very talented 
Alabama A&M team. And I think a lot of people, a lot of fans, alums were really, really encouraged after after that. And then we come back home against Grambling and, and Southern and just just don't look anything like the team that that the fans had just had just uh, just saw play the previous the previous week. So it was a lack of chemistry and just inconsistency uh, across the board. Marcus, and, go ahead. Uh, I'll, I'll just, oh, sorry. I'm, I'm, go ahead, coach. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll just sort of just sort of tread tread lightly here. Uh, but we anticipated having some guys to put their names in the transfer portal. There were, you know, a few that we were going to direct them or say, you need to put your name in the portal. Uh, so it works both ways. Mm -hmm. And the bulk of our recruiting right now is the transfer portal. And I don't know if you all uh, remember, I, I talked, I think the last time I was on the show, just about a high school player we had coming in, K.J. Parker from One Haven. He, mm -hmm. he lived right. up to the building. And his team lost to uh, a team that's considered most, was the most talented in the state, the, the team that had uh, uh, Boozers, Boozer that played for Duke and played the NBA for 12 years or so. They lost to, to that team out of Miami about two points. But we're talking about a young man who's a starting point guard on a state championship team with Bartow two years ago. He averaged 14 a game. And uh, he's, he had a great year this year, just an outstanding year. So we get on a young man that's state runner-up, state championship. And um, so aside from him, the remaining of the class would be you know, possible, maybe a Juco player or two. But but two or three players from the portal. Mm -hmm. Okay. Go ahead, Marcus. All right. Good evening, Coach. I guess my question is along a similar vein as Kelvin. And you mentioned earlier, and we've noted for this year. Actually, I have a double question, kind of related. But uh, we've noted that some of the older teams, the continuity that they had, kind of buoyed their performance and allowed them to go deep into the NCAA tournament for those that made it. So what can we do in order to have that same level of continuity? You mentioned the transfer portal, people coming in, coming out. And based on the 2021-2022 team, where we had a lot of senior leadership leave, where, what can we do and where can we go to make sure that we have some continuity and not have as much churn as we've seen the last couple of seasons? That's a, that's a very good question. I'm going to answer that in, in reverse order. Not just for our program, but, but throughout college basketball, you are going to see a lot of turnover going forward. Most coaches are kind of going to recruit with a, a two-year window. So if you have them for two years, great. That's the, that's the landscape of college basketball going forward for the foreseeable future because of the transfer portal, NIL opportunity, all of that go hand in hand. Now the impact of COVID, that 
that's for those players who entered college by 2020. So if you came after 2020, then COVID's not, you know, you, you don't benefit. You don't get that extra year. So I, I want to make sure that we're on the same page, page with that. So if you entered college in 2021, you don't get an extra year. Um, so you're right. The 21-22 20, team was a team with seven seniors. The, the downside of that, that team, we were really impacted by COVID. We were impacted by COVID, and which caused some, some issues socially and, and, and academically, whereby uh, we did not have our full roster until the last three games of the year. So you, you may remember, we, we felt Jalen Spear, we thought in a normal year, he would have been the MEAC freshman of the year. I say normal year. But if you recall, because of COVID, they split us into two divisions. And so we only played the North Carolina schools, South Carolina State. Bethune chose not to play that year. And Jalen Spear had an unbelievable year. And so because we didn't play the other half of the, of the conference teams, the, you know, Norfolk State, Morton State, Delaware State, Maryland Eastern Shore, Howard, they didn't see him. Well, just some some issues that uh, wasn't handled in a timely fashion. He wasn't clear to play until late. And so because he wasn't clear, he missed, he missed 15 conference games. And you're talking about an outstanding offensive player. So that, that was a big, big, big loss to, to a veteran team. But that, that team had seven seniors, three fifth-year guys, along with MJ Randolph, who was, who was in his fourth year in school. So what we saw teams do this year, that's what that team did. One of the things I think will help, going, help sort of get us kind of back closer there is we're bringing in older players. Uh, one, we're bringing in older players. Two, uh, the, the core group of our returnees uh, are, are a little older. For example, uh, Jalen Bates, very talented player. You know, Jalen didn't have a great year, but a good year. It was nine points, seven rebounds, and He's had just so many spectacular plays, just, you know, where he gets the crowd on their feet. All right, Jalen is coming back. Jalen will benefit from COVID. He'll come back as a fifth-year player. Mm-hmm. And he'll have, he'll, have, he'll have an outstanding year. You can count on that. And he'll be surrounded by an older group of players, older group, more experienced group of players. And so that's why we'll, we'll, we'll go heavy, rely heavily on the transfer portal. Now, I don't want to get too deep into this, but we, we are hopeful that we'll be able to overcome. We, we are not where we need to be from an NIL standpoint. And 
about a month, month and a half ago, the state of Florida, the legislation they passed is great for the Florida schools. They just sort of open it up. Mm-hmm. And, and so uh, there's so many opportunities, so many things that you can do that, and it's a state by state thing, the other states can't do. And so this, we already benefited from being in the state of Florida from the standpoint you know, of, of, of uh, no state taxes. So unlike, you know, student athletes in some states will have to, you know, ante up, you know, on, on, on taxes. But so hopefully we, we, can, we can position ourselves somehow where we need to be able to do that sooner rather than later. And so that's a hurdle that hopefully we'll be able to cross here in the very near future. Hey, um, Coach, we, uh, we've we got uh, – I mean, you've been very gracious with your time tonight. I'm hope, I don't know if you're out on the recruiting trail uh, the weekend of the spring game, but if you're in Tallahassee, we, we're, we're planning on being in Tallahassee doing some live stuff. Hopefully we can – because I feel like there's like a part two and a part three yeah. that we got to have with you. I mean, time is short. Tonight, but uh, if you're not on the recruiting trail and if you're in tally, let's 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 get together and uh, and, and talk more because uh, I know there's a there's a there's a lot more to talk about. And like I said, I, I mean, you know, you've been gracious with your time tonight, um, so we can uh, we'll, we'll try to set that up. I want to give you any any uh, any 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 last words quickly that you, you want to share with us before we get ready to head to break. Yeah, I'll just say that yes. Uh, so when you you come back from the doing the doing the final four of the convention, so that period is a dead period. So so from like Wednesday a week ago, all the way to noon tomorrow. So I'm I'm hitting the road tomorrow morning. Okay. So so yes, but but the spring spring weekend you mentioned that's a huge weekend for us. So so. Um, you're likely to see some tall timber on, on okay. campus that weekend. So we we are really uh, we've uh, again that's that's going to be a huge weekend for us. But so yeah, I'll be around. And again, I always I appreciate you guys. I, I can't I can't end the show without uh, just uh, again my uh, how much uh, I was saddened by the loss of Kofi. And and I know yeah. I, again I, I I'd be remiss if I did not. You know, mention that just from the time I was hired, just his his warmth, not only his support, but just his warmth and 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 enthusiasm. And I can't tell. Whenever I saw him, he made me smile. Yep. And I can't think of a better way to end the show. Coach, we appreciate you, your Coach. time tonight. Uh, Coach, if you're in if you're in Orlando, please look me up. Kelvin, make sure you get my number. If you're coming to Orlando, Coach, look me up. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna good. say that. I'm, I'm just gonna hey, say that. Hey, we got we Coach. we got some boys, hey, Coach. Hey, Coach. We got some boys, Coach. Coach. I got Coach. some boys. Coach, you know where you coach at? No, Coach McCullough. You know where you coach at? No, Orlando Tell Christian them, Prep, Coach. Orlando Christian Prep, where? Coach. Orlando Christian oh. Prep, OCP. OCP coach. How about this? The very first time I laid eyes on MJ Randolph, it was uh-huh. an event at OCP. Uh, there you go. There you go. 
Come on, coach. Yeah. Come on down. Come on down. I'll take care of you. I'll take care of you. I now got look, you. Coach. Hey, here's the last thing I'll say. You know, <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, when sir. Players, when, when players leave OCP and things don't work out, <laughs> they go into the transfer portal. <laughs> Yes, sir. <laughs> I got you. I understand. I understand. So I can go to I can go to OCP indirectly without having to be in Orlando, but I'm still at OCP. I got you. I got you. I got okay. you, Coach. Okay. I got you. All right. Okay. Hey, uh, Coach McCullough. Hey, we'll we'll talk and uh, be safe on the road. You and your coaching staff, and hopefully, we get a yeah. chance to talk at the uh, spring game. All right, Coach. Sounds good. Hey, guys. All thanks right. So much for having. Yes, sir. Thank, thank you. you. All right, thank you, Coach. Okay. All right, let's Thanks take so a break. Come back. We got Coach Nikki on the other side of this break. You're watching the ONG Strike Zone. Thank you guys for what you do for HBCU Athletics. This is a fantastic avenue for, for, for all of us. This is our ESPN, so we, 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 we love what you guys do. Brian, AD, Roy, all you guys at BCSN, we really appreciate what it is that you guys, you guys do for us. Nope, not going in, not gonna drown today. Fixing your credit score can be scary, but with Credit Versio, we take the fear out of it. <sighs> okay, you can do this, be brave. Don't cry again. Hey, <laughs> this isn't too bad. Credit Versio helps dispute negative marks on your credit using our state-of-the-art technology that guides you every step of the way. It's never been easier to fix your credit and increase your credit score. Seriously, you can do this. Visit creditversio.com right now to get started. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge, featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com. If you think all pads are exactly the same, think again. This is Always Ultra Thin's reinvented with the Always Triple Protection System. This pad wicks gushes 90% faster, absorbs even more so you can feel dry, and locks odors in. Rethink your pad for up to 100% leak-free and odor-free comfort with the totally reinvented Always Ultra Thins. This is always like never before. Welcome back to the ONG Strike Zone. Brian, Kelvin, Marcus, and joining us is our head coach, director of tennis for our women's tennis program, Coach Nikki. Uh, coach, pleasure to have you on. How you doing this evening? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Hey, look, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an honor to have you on. Um, you know, we've been sort of sitting back and watching this team this year. And, you know, I, I think a, a lot of we'll, we'll get into talking uh, about it because I, I think, well, let me just start here. I'll start here. 
has we, we're sitting now as the one seed going into the SWAC tournament. We are we we are one game officially from claiming the outright regular season uh, SWAC title. Um, has this team surprised you? Are they ahead of schedule? You know, people like to use that word with young teams. They say, oh, they're ahead of schedule. Has this team surprised you? And and if they have surprised you, where do you feel like they turned the corner in terms of their growth as players? Yeah, um, we are a very young team. Um, we've had three freshmen, three sophomores, and a junior and senior. So this crew has came in and done a lot of good things um, early. Um, just when we start playing the tough competition early in the season, it just kind of surprised of how competitive we are with the other teams. And I think when we kind of turned the corner, when we was at the swipe roundup, our first one, our second one, um, and in, in Montgomery, um, we had an issue where one of our girls had an allergic reaction and, you know, it was right 10 minutes right before uh, we were supposed to play. And the girls surrounded her and girls um, got on um, on the court and really kind of stepped up and played and show like all the the competition wise of how competitive we're going to be, regardless if we had one of our players down or not, we're going to step up to the plate. Go ahead, Kelvin. So has your approach changed with having such a young team and how do you keep them grounded and level, you know, with all the early success? Um, when I look at the SWAC uh, competition specifically, I think you swept most of them outside of uh, Jackson State and um, one other program. Um, so, so how do you keep them hungry? Uh, do you do anything different as far as managing them? And um, how do you finish out strong? Well, that's one of the things we, you know, we kind of set the goals early in the season of what we're trying to accomplish. And each time that we accomplish those those goals, you know, we set another one. We set another one. And we always talk about making sure we do the little things, regardless of how well we're playing, regardless of, you know, how well we're doing within the season. We have to still focus on the little things. And each day in practice, we're trying to get better 1% at a time. And that has never changed. You know, you have that foundation of we want to continuously get better. And even though we have been very successful uh, this semester, we still haven't finished our or accomplished our ultimate goal. And, you know, that's bringing that trophy back here to the hill. So until we do that, we haven't really accomplished anything yet. Um, we just want to make sure we keep continuously um, keeping our head down, hard work, um, keep being hungry in everything that we're doing because, you know, you, you try for that perfection. And until, you know, you feel like you have that, you've perfected and you just continuously keep working. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Marcus. Yes. All right. Good evening, coach. Uh, I guess my good question, uh, I noticed that there are at least two players from the greater uh, Greensboro area or North Carolina. And I was wondering as it relates to uh, the recruitment of, student athletes for the tennis program you know how and as far as the reach uh, for FAMU and the attraction of the program and if any impact that NIL has happened to have had in terms of being able to to or if that's a concern or any any challenge that you may look towards 
going forward that you have to contend with with uh, recruiting folks to your tennis program? Um, as of right now, that hasn't been an issue um, with the NILs. I think um, the young ladies are looking for a good tennis program, looking for the best university. Um, I know you mentioned the two young ladies out of North Carolina. You know, they've been surrounded, been around that uh, area of the ANC and Central um, is kind of their background. Um, but, you know, both of them wanted to get out the state. So <laughs> um, I was kind of in that same kind of thing when I was getting recruited, um, coming into fam. You know, I was from Nashville, Tennessee and Tennessee State. I've been around my whole life, but I was trying to get out the state of Tennessee. So um, sometimes young ladies are just looking for um, good programs um, that has a great university. And we have both. And I think it's, as we continue to get better and succeed, with the young ladies that we have on the team now, I think the opportunity uh, for recruits to continuously look at FAMU is on their radar. Okay. Uh, just a quick follow-up on that. Uh, you mentioned earlier that you had one senior. So with the team that you have now, are you pretty much set for even not looking too far ahead? You know, you still have work to do for this year, but are you pretty much yeah. set for 23-24? Are you still looking to bring in uh, some folks? Yes, I, I do have a graduate senior. She uh, uh, graduated. She's in her master's degree right now. So, so she's a fifth year. But um, I am looking still for one. I'm, we're really narrowing it down um, to uh, one of the recruits. But, um, you know, we're still kind of looking. We're not going to turn away because you never know. Serena might be around the door. So <laughs> we're going to continuously, um, you know, keep looking for this year and for next year because we only have one for next year as well. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Coach, talk a little bit about for, you know, I think what was always interesting uh, with, with some of our programs is how well we do within the SWAC. We love to dominate our conference. And then when we're out of conference, we see the challenges that I don't know if it's youth or maybe something different. Talk a little bit about the, the difference uh, between the conference and non-conference and how far away do you think we are or what is it going to take for that next step, which I think is being totally dominant in a week, not only winning those conference games, but those midweek games as well? Yeah, I mean, again, our ultimate goal is not just the, the winning swag, but definitely to be very competitive with our non-conference matches. And I think it's for this team, you know, being young and seeing the different levels sometimes, it kind of takes them off guard, but they know now what they're expecting for that next year coming up. Um, but we, we've been competitive with every match that we've played. I mean, it could have been a point here, a point there. It could have been a doubles match there that we should have taken um, and won, and it could change a whole um, outcome of, of the rest of the match. So I think we surprised a lot of teams out of conference and they are going to be looking at us for next year. But I think our girls are going to be more prepared for next year when we play the out-of-conference. And, again, you know, we love um, playing those schools because it's going to just keep them continuously make us tougher for our conference matches. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Go ahead, Kelvin. Coach, um, unfortunately, we lost a member of our, our team here. Uh, I know you, you know him pretty well, too. Uh, just kind of give us just your thoughts and comments on on Kofi. Yeah, Kofi. I mean, I've known Kofi since I was a junior playing tennis. Um, his brother played tennis out of 
um, Atlanta area. Um, when I was, uh, my dad had ran a camp out of Nashville, Tennessee, and we used to always come down to Sugar Creek and play them. Um, so I've known Kofi when I was, you know, playing back in the day. And as soon as I got on campus, you know, he was like, hey, Nikki, I see you out here. You know, he tried to get out there, hit a couple tennis balls, try to get his daughters out there. So he was definitely um, involved with tennis. Um, he enjoys tennis. His family always enjoyed playing tennis. Um, so, you know, I, I was disheartened when I heard the news. I just couldn't believe it. Um, because it was, he was a bright light. He always had that energy. Um, every time you saw him, he's, he always asked about how the program's doing, how can you help? So he is definitely going to be dearly missed. Um, and um, um, he definitely was saddened about that. Okay, now the follow-up. Oh, sorry. No, I got one, I got one follow-up. Uh, For sure. So, and, and, and this is uh, regarding... Um, your approach, um, first of all, is the team healthy, relatively speaking, um, as we go looking to finish up? And do you, you know, I know we got a mid mid uh, week game at some point with uh, uh well, it's on Saturday actually against Florida State. But um, mm-hmm. do you approach that any differently, and you know, in terms of thinking about? injuries or anything or do you just go and compete and the cars kind of fall where they fall and uh what 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 will it take for us to win the swag tournament okay you, you asked a whole lot of questions then when that one question, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> what you just stated um <laughs> i'll start with the first one um you know it's it's getting towards the end of the season um and a lot of girls, you know, have nagging injuries. I mean, we're athletes. We're going to play with them. But I think, you know, going into Florida State, you know, we, we approach it the same. Um, you know, we're getting prepared for another team. We're getting prepared to try to win a match. And, you know, that's sort of how we're going to potentially uh, approach each match that we play. And then going into, you know, just, you know, making sure we're practicing each and every day and getting better, like I said before, with that 1%, make sure we perform uh, each day every day. I think um, we'll continue. We'll be. We'll keep getting better um, as we play in Florida State. Um, then that we play on Tuesday against Prairie View in New Orleans, and then we go back to New Orleans that following week to play in the SWAC tournament. Um, these young ladies are focused. They are hungry. Um, they can't wait to get to that conference tournament. And anybody that's in their way, um, you know, we, we're going to try to look to win. Hopefully, hopefully that answered all your questions. <laughs> um, yeah, yes, you did a great job. Great job. <laughs> Go ahead, Marcus. Jump in there. Yes, a uh, quick question for you, Coach. Um, as it relates to the success that you're having this year, what can we do to carry that momentum going forward and have more consistent? Uh, presence as it relates to fan support and just overall university support for your team? Yes, um, I think um, just getting out there and supporting us when we have home matches or even away matches if we're in your city, please come out and support us. I think that goes a long way when we have a crowd that's cheering, even if you don't know tennis, um, just having a face out there that has orange and green goes a long way with these young ladies and you know when they see that we're representing more than just themselves i think that it helps them become better players and um and continues to become a better rattler as they play 
Thank you, Coach. Hey, um, Coach, I want to ask, uh, before we let you go, got to ask about uh, Sarah. Uh, I, and I want to make sure I say her last name. Is it Ra Rakim? Rakim. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Um, she was the uh, uh, the two-time, I, I believe, back to, maybe back-to-back. -back, I know she just recently won uh, SWAC Player of the Week. Uh, might even have been the second week. Uh, where she was, uh, this, and she's uh, she went uh, two and zero in singles, one and zero in doubles, and I was looking at the stats, and if, if I'm reading the stats correctly, uh, she's slated as the as your number three, so she's like unbeaten as the number three, like two and one as the two, and then she's like unbeaten in doubles. Uh, talk a little bit about. I mean, her just – and maybe, uh, you know, I, I'm sure there's a couple other young ladies there who have got some nice winning streaks. But since, uh, since Sarah's got that, uh, you know, kind of been – got a nice run going, talk a little bit about her and, and uh, some of her strengths and, and what she brings to the, to the court. Yeah, so Sarah Rakeva, she is from um, – um, Morocco, excuse me, just lost it right there. But she's from Morocco, and um, she is very feisty player. She's a very feisty player. Um, she gets a lot of balls in. Um, she she makes sure that she's hitting one more ball than the other person. And um, she's been doing well recently, definitely in singles. And just I think it's just the confidence. You know, the more that you play, the more you get to get those wins on your belt. You get more confident with your game, and I think that is helped her this year as a sophomore. She's a transfer and she's been doing a really good job of trying to get better with different parts of her game that she didn't have before. And in in um, doubles, you know, she's playing with a Sierra Sandy out of Virginia. And, you know, those, those two and their combination goes really well. And, you know, with their chemistry and how they play uh, well together has helped her become a better doubles player. I'm just curious, how do you put, do, do the doubles combinations, do they kind of organically find themselves or do you pair them? How does that work? Well, talk us through, talk people through how the doubles uh, partners come to be. Yeah, so with our doubles, you know, in the fall, we kind of just kept mixing around each each person. Like, let me see them play together. Let me see them play together. And then the ones that we see that looks like they will be a good match together, whether it's they play well from the baseline and this plays, this player plays well at the net and let's try this combination or do both these players play well at the net. Let's put these two together. So we just keep moving them around and play them with different partners and see which one will kind of work together. And we kind of find a good gem between um, Sarah and Sierra. Yeah, uh, that that's not the only good gym, Cole. I mean, every every doubles when I'm looking at the stats, every doubles pairing is like you found the. It's like you saw the Rubik's cube. I mean, you got all the colors the same on each <laughs> side. That's a, you 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 guys did a pretty good job putting this group of uh, doubles together. <laughs> yeah, we kind of we kind of focus um, like two out of three days at the week only on doubles. And um, me being a player who loves the net. Um, I kind of emphasize that um, I kind of love doubles. So, you know, we kind of emphasize it. And again, like I said, we get keep playing partners together and see which one uh, paired well together. And then when you're playing against 
against each other, you only get better when you play against each other. So we continuously play against each other. We continuously get or work hard and um, try to compete against each other. And that's kind of how our doubles has been doing pretty well throughout the season. And just so people know, pretty well means 14 and one. Just just looking at the stats, that pretty well. That's like a 93 win percentage, 14 and one. So you want to know where we keep, uh, you know, where we keep uh, winning. I mean, thank goodness our, our doubles combinations are, are practically unbeaten. So uh, props to uh, props to you and props to the ladies for finding that right combination together. Uh, Marcus, Kelvin, any any final questions you want uh, to get in there with Coach while we got her? Coach, I know you was recovering um, a while a while ago, but I'm just wondering how much you, are you back out there playing now? Some recreationally. Well, you know, I try to get out and hit you know, when we're doing our individual practice, but by two or three balls, I'm coming back off to the sideline. I'm done. I'm done right now. But um, sometimes when, you know, we're playing doubles, I get out there and play with them because, you know, they get a little feisty. And we trying to coach sometimes. We try to be like that. But I try to watch watch what I do because I ain't trying to pull nothing. I ain't trying to pull nothing. That's, that's right, Coach. That's right. We don't need you begging no cats. Coach, no, no, no. Gradu- don't have you graduated to pickleball yet? I feel like that's like the the, the I next have level. Not. Yet. No? I have not. And a lot of people, it's like, you got to try pickleball. I'm like, I, I ain't there yet. I'm not there yet. All right. I'm not there either. I just keep I look at I'm, I keep seeing it every time I walk by courts. And I mean, it's like all the rage now. So I don't know if it's picked up in Tallahassee or not, but it has taken over the tennis facilities for sure. All right, all right. Uh, Coach, any any plugs? I'm going to give you the last word. Let Rattler, Na- Rattler Na- I can't get it out. Rattler Nation know uh, anything that we need to be aware of. How can we support the program? Uh, I want to give you the last word here. Yes. Um, thank you again for letting let me uh, come on the show and talk about the tennis team. Um, we do play this uh, Saturday against Florida State at 4 p.m. So if you're in the area, please come out and support and next Tuesday, we'll be in New Orleans playing against Prairie View, our last WAC match. And then if you are in New Orleans, um, April the 21st through the 23rd, that is the SWAC tournament, we will start playing on um, April the 22nd, that, that Saturday. And hopefully, you know, all got Lord willing, we do what we need to do and bring back that, that trophy back to that ring. That ring, right? <laughs> ring, right. To, the hill, to the hill, definitely. Well, uh, yeah, much, much success, uh, the, uh this, uh, this weekend and this weekend's uh, match against uh, Florida State is over at their facilities or yes. ours? It's over, okay, yeah, it's over at their facility, okay. All right, and then Tuesday we're in New Orleans, so uh, any, mm-hmm. uh, any, uh, any of our uh, Bayou Rattlers. Uh, what do we know? What time that is on uh, on that yeah, Tuesday? We're, yeah, we're playing at eleven a.m. at Xavier University. All right, all right, all right. So uh, just just take the morning off, Rattler Nation. Take the morning off. Uh, it's it's a day after Good Monday, so no one will miss you. Just go ahead and take the day off. <laughs> get out there and go support. Uh, because uh, we gotta we gotta celebrate a regular season title on Tuesday, but Absolutely. we got to take care of business uh, on Saturday. Hey, uh, Coach Nikki, thank you for your time. We look forward to talking again 
after we've won a SWAC conference championship. We'll talk again, most definitely. So uh, good luck to you, the ladies. Be well, be safe, and thanks for your time. Absolutely. Go Rattlers. All right. right. Thanks, Coach. Thanks, Coach. Hey, let's take a short break. Come back. We got a lot to recap on on the other side. You're watching the ONG Strike Zone. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. At CDW, we get speed as the new currency of success. Our team spends way too much time tending to outdated applications and software when they should be focused on driving application agility and innovation. CDW Amplify Development Services modernizes software and application development to help accelerate innovation and digital transformation. So you mean building new applications, UI, and mobile interfaces? Well, you said you needed to innovate more quickly. Oh, so he's a listener. To do more at scale, trust CDW Amplify Development Services. This is the Dean of the College of HBCU Sports, Kenyatta Cavill of Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Come mix it up in the lab where the course lecture is in session every Tuesday from 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live, YouTube, Spreaker, or the BCSN app. As we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the sporting HBCU dashboard as well as the upcoming week of HBCU Sports. With me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports, on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Watts and Charles Bishop. Course lecture dismissed. Welcome back to the ONG Strike Zone. I'm Brian. That's Kelvin and Marcus there. And uh, all right, folks. Yeah, we got we got a lot to recap on. Uh, I know you guys, especially you guys in the chat room, are, are buzzing right now after the uh, interview with Coach McCullum. Uh, we've also a great interview with uh, Coach Nikki there. Um, uh, again, we were just talking for a second, guys. I mean, sp- spring is looking real fruitful right now. I mean. We've got, you know, obviously, you know, tennis is practically on the verge of giving us our second SWAC regular season championship after what volleyball did. Uh, They're the one seed going into the tournament. Um, And uh, (laughs) uh, then we've got softball, which swept Valley over the weekend. Um, They are in tied for first place in the conference 
right now. I think at uh, eight and four, I think it is, or something right. like that. Who were they tied That's with? Right. I put it in. Who were they tied with? There? Both, I, I, both I, baseball. I, interesting. Both baseball and softball. The same three teams are tied: Alabama State and Bethune Cookman and FAMU. Wow. Okay. Hmm. Okay. On all three. So that's uh that's important to know and you know the 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 sort of the scary part about this and what the challenge no, let me let me rephrase that the challenging part for softball you we lost two out of three to Bethune at home we went on the road and lost two out of three to Alabama State so we're going to get to flip those those are going to be important turnarounds where we need to win two out of three when we go to Bethune and we need to win two out of three when we host Alabama State. And we need more sweeps over <laughs> over AM, Jackson State, and Mississippi Valley. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that just we gotta we gotta beat up on the other three, and then we need to get some some two out of three wins. Um they uh they played today, for those of you who might have missed it, they played Jacksonville University today, uh lost by yesterday. one run. Oh, was it was yesterday? Yeah. Okay. I six thought it was five. okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it was six to five. Um, I think when I was looking at the notes, we we out hit Jacksonville, but we also we didn't bring we left some we left some some people on the base pads, and so you know one one run game could have gone. You know you could look at any one particular inning in terms of where where that game has a mirror. Uh, yeah, yeah, where where we kind of flubbed that game, um, but I, I like our, you know, I like the fight. I like the fight that we're we're fighting in these midweek games. Um, baseball, look, we lost two out of three at Bethune. We had we won the. We, I thought after winning game one, which was a really exciting game. I don't know, did any of you guys stay up? Obviously, that was the Friday did. night. You did. Yeah. I stayed up and yeah, watched I it too. I, and I'm watching that on one TV, and I'm watching the women's Final Four on another TV. So I mean, literally, I had the baseball game on the big TV, but that one was uh, was was a heck of a game. Uh, Hunter Veets uh, against uh, Bethune's top top pitcher. Um, I think it was a Joseph Perini two run homer that kind of mm -hmm. separated things a little bit in the top of the eighth. And then I don't know what happened in the next two games, guys. I mean, we lost nine to two, and then six to three, and and then we had the mid another midweek collapse. And you know now, you know I I don't know what to make of I, I don't know what to make of this baseball team. Is it is it just the pitching? I mean, what why? I, I don't know. I, what are you seeing? Well, Hunter Veets is clearly our number one. Now I'm not sure oh, to sure, what degree. Sure. I'm not sure. You know, in terms of a stable of I mean, I don't know any team other than MLB that has like a stable of number ones, but it it just seems if we had that second pitcher, and I think Veach might be in his last year as well. If we had that second pitcher that could get us at least, you know, in the set game two over that hump, you know, that might be the the key to turning things and and having some really really good series. I think last year we had a we had a good one, two, three. Like we, I think uh, the two guys that were pitching alongside Veets on a on a conference weekend, we were pretty pretty good. I mean, at least they had a better start to the season than. No, you disagree? 
what I miss. Yeah, we we're just a we're a much better hitting team this year. Um, okay. Pitching wise, I I I don't think we're significantly different from last year's team. Uh, the, the, this team is just a much better hitting team. And you got to remember, we we're we're eight and four uh, within conference, and 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 we're almost five hundred. Um, um, out, uh, you know, including out of conference game. And we've given away a lot of games we should have won, like the Gremlin game where we was up 12-0. And, and then we the, the whole Eastern Illinois, the first uh, game of the series, we were in the lead uh, two out of those three games and then led in all three at one point and, and didn't, didn't win any of them. So so um, I would say the, the big thing for this team is two things that I've noticed. Not to get behind early. When we jump on teams, we usually stay ahead, right? So we need our pitching to hold up or our offense to get us off to a good start. And then um, we need we need a little bit more strength in our bullpen consistency. Let's put it that way, where that where we you know when we have leads, we can hold on to them. Now in the series against Bethune, uh, I watched uh, the other games too a little bit, and. Um, you know, both of those games, the games um, Saturday and Sunday, we fell we fell behind early. You know, uh, not too bad. You know, we were only giving up uh, four four runs or five runs within the first four or five innings, but but we were playing from behind, and um, and um, I, I bats didn't come as come through as much um, those two those to those last two games see and it happens that's that's baseball so so i still like where we at we're we're um um we still got a lot of home games left we still got a lot of teams uh to play that we should be able to pad our and build up our confidence on so um um you know the east is better than the, the west by far in baseball and softball it's loaded it's it's coming down again to uh, one of the the big three in the, in the East, Alabama State, uh, or uh, um, Bethune, or, or us. And I think in uh, baseball, I'm surprised at Southern right now. They're really struggling on the West. They were the preseason pick to win the conference, and and um, they're almost in last place, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, um, I just happened to be. I, I just bumped over and take a look at the uh, the the BCSN ratings, which are computer based ratings. Um, outside of Grambling State over in the West, yeah, everybody else. Even though records may be inflated, like you know, you got Prairie View, they're seven and two in conference, but I mean they're like nine and nineteen overall. Uh, Texas right. Southern. I mean, a bit of an inflated record based on who they played. Uh, right. You know, Jackson, Jackson State even. I mean, 16-9, and nine, but right. they're three and six in conference play. Um, you know, speak, speaking of which, uh, th- this series this weekend against Jackson State, there was a schedule update. Yeah, yeah. that series is now a home series this weekend. So instead of the fellas getting on the road and traveling to Jackson, Mississippi – that series will be home. That is huge right now. Um, uh, we need right. that confidence boost. So want to encourage you guys who are in Tallahassee or maybe you're going to Tallahassee for Easter weekend. 
if you can make it over to the game uh, this uh, this weekend, I don't know if they're playing double header any particular day or even if they're going to play Sunday, but 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 whatever. I'm sure check the website uh, famuathletics.com. But that series is a home series against Jackson State. That is that's going to be a big series for us, especially with two other teams tied in first place. Softball is on the road at Alabama A&M this weekend. And so uh, uh, that's a – I'm not going to quite call it a get-right opportunity because Alabama a and is only like two games behind the group of three that are in first place, tied for first. So we got to still handle business on the road. And I, mm-hmm. I, it doesn't feel like – it, is it me or does it feel like – I can't – it doesn't feel like the softball team has been – on the road a lot lately. It feels like they've been in Florida for a minute. So this uh, this is a good opportunity to kind of challenge themselves out on the road and, and, and find out what kind of maturity they have because they've done a lot of winning over the last couple of weeks at home. Or in well, the they, they alternated. They, they, they've alternated because yeah. they, were at, they, they, were, they were home against Bethune, then um, they were away. Alabama, um, State. Alabama State, and then oh, okay. it's regionally Saturday. friendly. Yeah, it's all regionally friendly, so it doesn't seem like they're going far away. I got you. I got you. I got you. Okay, um, so that's the three-game series for Alabama, and uh, just a quick mention. Let, let's talk quickly. And uh, Roy, I know he put the graphics up earlier. Let's make mention of our SWAT players of the week it's been a good week for four different programs i think over since friday friday to friday today we've had four uh rattlers in four different sports with the players of the week um you know we had uh let's see let me go to we had golf uh so we had um we had uh jacob uyesado was the golfer of the week. Uh, of course, we had Sarah Rakim, who was the player of the week for tennis. Um, what right. were what was those what were those what were those stats for golf? Uh, I think Jacob shot like a a three under. Might have been the lone bright spot of that entire tournament for us. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah he, I think his overall was a three under out in the tournament in California. Yeah. Uh, and then we had the track athlete of the week in uh, Lauren Lauren Hall. That was on Friday where she was the track athlete of the week. And then from over the weekend, Lauren Peppers was the pitcher of the week. Two wins, 15 strikeouts, uh, on-base average of opponents, or opponents' batting average, rather, was 149. So we're... You know, I'm I'm loving the domination by by our by our by our teams and our programs right now in the spring. I mean, we we mm-hmm. you know, I mean, bowling. And, and that's bowling finished yeah. up third. Uh, bowling bowling finished up strong. We finished third exactly. Um, great point. And you know, baseball. We've had a couple guys be the, the pitcher of the week and the hitters of the week. Hitter. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a, this is about as good a spring in the SWAC as collectively. Uh, yes, collectively, collectively, and we might 
we might get a couple of titles, uh, not just not just one that we're on the verge of winning. We we are in play for a couple of them, you know. And I I can I can just hear Kofi in the background talking about we we need to win championships. When was the last time we won championships? <laughs> I can hear it. I can hear his voice talking about we we need to win championships. And so that's the that's bottom a, line. That's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. <laughs> Win championships, you know. Um, any anything? Uh, oh, oh. Let me let me update upcoming events here again. Uh, mentioned baseball, mentioned softball. We are aware that tennis, um, track, the track, men and women's track. They are in the Alice Coachman Invitational, which is on the campus of Albany State. So for for you, um, Georgia. Mid, um, mid Georgia. Is that what they call it? Middle Georgia. What's that? What do they call that? Yeah, yeah, middle Georgia. Yes. yes. So for the Middle Georgia Rattlers or anybody who's close, if you want to get up to uh, Albany State and uh, support, uh, that will be that'll be a good invitational to go to. Golf is traveling up to Nashville to play in the Big Blue Intercollegiate. Uh, uh, Tennessee State is hosting that. So that is where golf will be. So everybody who's playing track, baseball, softball, tennis, golf, all busy, all busy this weekend, all doing something, and and that's a good thing. Um, Spring football just announced, as it relates to the spring football game, just announced that there will be a $15 admission charge to go to the spring game. Um, and uh, I did reach out to Josh Padilla to kind of get some clarification because remember in the 220 club at that point in time, we didn't think that we could charge because you had to have some other activities. Uh, well, I was informed from Josh, uh, our uh, sports information director, that there were some changes to the law recently that that opened it up for for us to charge. So I mean, let let's just do the math here. Fifteen dollars a pop. If, if we can get ten thousand, because I how many how many there was at least ten thousand last last year's spring game easily. I'd say nine, maybe ten conservative, right? Uh, that, I think you might have. I think uh, you might so be I, a little inflated. But it was. But look, there was only one. <laughs> well, but but there was only one side. Remember, there was one side, and yeah. I mean it was practically filled. So I, okay, I'll go seven. I'll say conservatively okay. seven. Okay. But that okay. I, I think that that's a good. That might be a decent number. All right. So now we have a full stadium where you potentially, if they open up both sides, which they should. Hopefully, family athletics. Please don't just have one side. Both it, sides going to be open. one side. Hey, hey, Brian. Let me let me no. help you out here. So you. Oh know, my God. It's gonna Go be, ahead. It's, it's gonna be one side. It, it's gonna be one side, and, and you're not gonna have ten thousand there. It would be lovely to have, but they happen. But um, that that that'd be unprecedented. Let's put it that way. And um, but 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 that's what we need to be. That's where we need to well, be. Well, we need to be encouraging and telling people that need, you need to be there. We need to have 10,000. 10, 10,000 is a minimum that should be at a spring football game. Given what this team potentially could look like, you need to go see it for yourself, Rattler Nation. You need to go see what this team is. Go, now's the time to support. 
get on board now. The ONG right? Strike Zone will be there. We will. We will be there. Um, you know, I'm 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 working the back channels trying to see if I can get us set up somewhere uh so that we can we can do some stuff before and after. I think they are streaming the game on Facebook Live on the mm-hmm. athletic page. Um I did hear Coach Simmons say the draft for the orange and green game is actually next Wednesday before our show. So it's gonna be at six oh, o'clock. Okay. Yeah, so it'll be 6 o'clock next Wednesday when they will do the draft, uh, which was real popular, real successful. Uh, let's just hope they don't draft all the quarterbacks to one side again, or at least there's a two-quarterback max. You know, hopefully they put some new rules. Um, yeah, Edwin Moore. I, I, Edwin Moore is doing math. See, yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. $15 a pop. I was saying 10 Edwin. I'd like 10000 That's one hundred fifty. That's what it's. Hey, that, that's what it is across the tracks, by the way. What's that? Fifteen? Ten. Ten dollars? Yeah. I look, fifteen. Let, let's just hope they have concessions open. <laughs> have the concession stands open. This is a great opportunity. This this is your this is the first big I'm gonna say it, first big fundraising opportunity under uh AD Sykes. So here you go. Let's make this count. We need ten thousand. We need 10,000. Anything less than 10,000 is unacceptable, in my opinion, Rattler Nation. Uh, I'm just going to put it out there. We got we got a lot of pro talent. We got a lot of pro yes. talent. We got, a nice, we got a good staff. So it, it should be exciting. It should be a show to see. So I absolutely want us to be enthusiastic and to make that investment. I know it is an investment. I know it's a preseason game. But, uh, but, it, but it's important that we support these things in numbers. And after you and after you see the game, go. You'll want to go buy season tickets. You should go buy season tickets that that weekend. I think who's playing in town that weekend? I know softball is playing in town that weekend. I think baseball is on the road, but I, I'm pretty sure softball is in town. Um, so yeah, on the road, they're in Huntsville. Baseball's up in Huntsville. Okay, so I know softball will be in town. So uh, there, there's a great opportunity. Great fundraising opportunity. We could raise 150 G's just on attendance alone. 10,000 people, Rattler Nation. 10,000. I'm just saying. 10,000. $15 is nothing. Um, you, you put that up. Go watch this spring game. And and then get ready. Get ready. Go buy your season packages. I, I know you can still save some money on the Investing in Champions package prior to April 15th. I think there's still 10% that you can get off. Uh, I think mm-hmm. the deal goes away on the Saturday. So you got until like Friday. If I heard AD Sykes right, you have up until Friday before the spring game to save 10% to on the investments. Paid in full. No, I think I thought she was doing also some uh, like uh, pay, pay uh, what is it? Uh, direct deposit pay. or what did you call it? The uh, Pay, 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 yeah, pay yeah, 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 you get payroll pay, deduction, you know, payroll deduction. You can do payroll deduction, but I believe to have the 10 percent, you you might have to uh, have paid that payroll deduction in full by the 15th. Okay, uh, all it's saying on the website is that uh, the early bird special for the green, orange, and champion package is available until April 15, 2023. Yeah. Um. All right, now, Brian. Me, to I, your I, point, 
Yeah, oh, I was going to say, just continue on football. I didn't get a chance to watch um, the 220 Club this week you know, for today. But last week, you know, I was watching the segment on Coach Simmons, and I think someone asked a question as it relates to what's going to happen after the spring after the spring game. And he did mention that they're reserving some spots you know, for post, uh, shall we say, I guess. Well, yeah, the transfer portal, they've fashioned it now. We have two windows. We've experienced the first window in December. I guess it was maybe a 30-day window or 45-day window from mid-December to early January. And then they're opening another two-week window, I believe, after spring practices. And so he did mention, not anyone by name, of course, he can't do that, but mentioned that they will be looking to add to the roster post spring game for that second transfer portal window. And we've seen some of that, some offers that have come out this week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And there's going to be some visitors. I mean, we've already seen, and I know, Marcus, you you track all of that stuff as well. There's always a lot of visitors. Uh, There's going to be a nice contingent of guys, uh, potential recruits that will that will be in attendance at the spring game. And that, that's another reason why I said, you, you know, open up both sides. I mean, I, I want recruits to, to get an idea of seeing both, both sides. Um, so, you know, ho- hopefully, hopefully it happens. Uh, I'm, I'm a wishful thinker. And um, so, yeah, that, that'll be, that'll be, well, I, I would encourage you guys, you know, I don't know those of you who have the, the, the paper, the pay-per-view or the pay-per-read articles on the Tallahassee Democrat with uh, Gerald Thomas doing a great job of covering spring uh, practices. Um, And I know, so we're about day 10. We're coming up on the final weeks. Uh, I think they may have a scrimmage this weekend, which will probably be the last real, real scrimmage. Uh, Coaches kind of hinted at, the one for the orange and green game being very vanilla. So, you know, this weekend scrimmage will be probably the harder hitting one. I would, I would guesstimate. Um, So yeah, something to think about any, anything else regarding football that you guys want to hit on for a moment. I'll just speak to uh, some of the reports out there. Um, I think uh, coach kind of gave a, uh, over the last week, he's given a couple of uh, highlights about what he sees out there, and and uh, to 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 nobody's surprise, I don't think um, the defense looks good and is ahead of schedule. Um, not only with our returning um, leaders on that team, uh, with Stevens and um, the linebacker core, but. We, we mentioned some names we thought that would p- p- potentially pop. Jordan Moore was one of those names. Um, yep. Now, we didn't know. We wouldn't, We didn't know he would be moved to linebacker, but uh, I think he, he's a perfect fit. Uh, and really, with him, uh, along with a major, uh, man, you're talking about two guys who are aggressive and go from sideline to sideline. Uh and you already got a D line that's very active, and and so I, I, I'm a, I'm excited to see because we know we have talent talent in depth. So Jordan Moore was one of the names that was mentioned. Um, I, I think that uh, 
Uh, the the D line has gotten better of the offensive line um, by all reports mm-hmm. thus mm-hmm. far, and um, it seems that uh, uh, the quarterback situation and the backup side of it is uh, kind of where it was two years ago, as of right now, where you know. Uh, What's that? We pray that the starter you know, doesn't get hurt. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 in terms of, you know, uh, the, the depth chart, you know, um, it, it appears that I got from Orlando, uh, is, uh, which one, you know, where he them. left off, Maritovic? where, where mm-hmm. is the one that's getting, um, most of the comments right now. Okay. So we'll okay. see. Told, told y'all don't don't sleep on you know I I, I you know I I've uh, I've become a big fan of DJ Boney after having him on the show, but you know I I, I always you know I, I told y'all about Muratovic previously so, but anyway you know we we'll, we we'll watch it all play out it'll 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 good problems to have um and and hopefully you know these guys get an opportunity and I'm just really excited about the depth I I really think. It is not – it is going to be hard for us, those of us who are covering FAMU football, watching FAMU, it is going to be hard for us to temper all of the expectations when we look at our depth chart and we look at the talent and already prognosticate this group being better than 2021. I'm going to say it now. So we're going to have to – every time we say it, we're going to have to – Slap ourselves on the wrist for a second and be like, we gotta wait to see the season play. <laughs> cause cause it's gonna be hard for us to not say, oh, this this D is gonna be better than 2021. Cause I know we wanna say it. And we just gotta let them play. We we just gotta let this group play, you know? And the first game is a mountain to climb. It it is it is a it is a monkey that has to get off our. We got to get a tiger off our back. The hell with a monkey. We got to get a tiger off our back, in the in the realest sense. And you know, that's how real that game is. I'm sorry, that game is real. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna have to pull thick thirty cents out of something, man. We, yeah, we, we, we definitely got to have the, the distraction committed. We got they got to be in full effect. We just send them to the hotel. We can figure out what hotel they at and just send them to the damn hotel. Uh, um, hey, we got to – while we got some time, let's kind of recap a little bit from the Coach McCollum interview uh, because you guys in the chat room are buzzing. You guys are hilarious, by the way. Um, but I, I will say this. I, I, I am not scoffing at anything any of y'all said. You know what I'm saying? I get it. I get it. I know what it – I know what you are hearing, and I know, you know, I hear people, I've read a couple comments, people asking about, well, hey, you know, Kim Mulkey just won a title with nine new players. I'm like, come on, really? That That's what y'all going to do? Y'all going yeah. to compare? <laughs> y'all going to compare what Kim Mulkey, and I know that's like, feels like apples and apples, but it ain't. Um, it, it's not. So don't do that. Don't, don't embarrass yourself out there comparing – what what we had to deal with to uh, LSU. I, I get what you're trying to say. Uh, but here's a couple things that as I'm listening, right, I'm listening to Coach, and I, I'm curious, when you talk about issues to overcome, and I, and I think, 
you know, not only did he talk about the guard play, the lack of leadership, um, guys handling success in their maturity. Uh, I couldn't tell you how when he talked, I wish I wish I would have known we were celebrating as hard as we were after Texas Southern because I wouldn't have put a bet down on us going to Prairie View A&M and getting a win, damn it. I wish I would have known. I, you know, I'm thinking we can handle that. And then we walked into Prairie View A&M get beat by 30, as Coach said, because we we were acting like we won the damn SWAC title. Nah, we didn't. We didn't do nothing. Uh, and then the Alabama State, the Alabama trip, another opportunity. We we watched this team inability to handle success. And I, I my question for you guys, when you see or hear the fact that we have – these new guys, and I and I wanted to get to this and ask this with Coach. From a recruiting standpoint, do you think he at all regrets whether it is the – and I know he will maybe not say this, the, the, the particular players that he brought in, or maybe does he wish he could do something different with how, like, the team building, or maybe he's going to try to do something different with – uh, how he, who he goes after. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I think, so, I think. So, Brian, Brian, let yeah. me, I, I think I know where you're going and yeah. uh, haven't been around the program a few years uh, internally. Uh, you, you have to have a certain, I think coach is one of those coaches, you have to have a certain kind of player who can be, who don't mind being coached. Because he's old school, and there's just a certain way he goes about things, and not in his style of coaching ain't for everybody. So I think just like if you look at it, I hate I hate to keep bringing this up, but it's a good comparative. If you look across the street, Leonard Hamilton at FSU got had the same revelation, where he was like he missed he misinterpreted some things and. It, and so he was left with a team that was really young and didn't have a uh, experienced leadership and and the experienced players he have weren't the caliber of leaders or the talent that he needed to be competitive so so there 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 is a more of a science to how how you build put put a team together now but as you as we saw with uh FAU and some other programs uh, if you master that, you can build a team um, that's competitive fairly quick. If they, you know, you, you never know till you put it all together. But I, 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 when I hear him talk about older players, more, more mature players, if, if the last good team that he had that when MJ was a the a, a junior, um, and and they had those six or seven seniors that I think that was the twenty one team, um, you know. Even though they were all mostly homegrown, you know, I, you know, a couple of um, junior college kids, but they had been with the program because of COVID, three four years, so it was a very mm-hmm. experienced team, and, and I think that's that's what he see as his formula for success next year, and we'll just have to see how it plays out. Mm-hmm. Kevin, that's why I asked that question of him as it relates to how do you get that continuity and keeping players in the program such that you can build it. And maybe he just missed. I mean, we see it at all levels. We see in the NFL, somebody's a number one draft pick and they miss either for compatibility with the team, work ethic, 
or just wasn't a good scheme fit or there was something that appeared one way during the initial uh, introductory phase, you know, when you're interviewing or having somebody on a recruiting trip and then they get there on site and, you know, some things flip. And I know coach couldn't really elaborate. And this is not the, like, give him cover because, you know, folks will get rough in the comments. But, you know, just uh, some things just don't – some things don't work. And we have two players. Sometimes you miss. Sometimes you miss. Yep. And who were – two players who were probably two of our more heralded heralded signed recruits. Exactly. uh, Two JUCOs that came in, a leading scorer, and I guess they both – they've put their names in the portal. And we'll see how how things turn out and what we do to – in order to backfill those roles and and those – that loss production. Uh, I, I saw some interesting comment. You know, I, I would, I mean, roster construction is, is, you know, and I, and I wanted, I wanted to get to another question with coach. And like I said, this is why I, I threw that out there about if we get a chance during the spring game to get coach, I would love to know, I mean, defensively, we were as good as we've been in any previous year. I, I mean, mm-hmm. and that part didn't change, but, Talk, oh man, offensively. I just, I don't, I would love to, I don't know how, I didn't know, how do you, how do you, how are you, how are you, how are we that bad offensively? You know, and it, and I know they, I know they're putting up shots. I know they're doing all kinds of different stuff. I mean, trust me. I mean, they're not just rolling the ball out there and going and sitting in chairs and drinking and letting the guys just do whatever. I know there's a practice plan and you're giving guys opportunities, but, but it's like, you know, why? I, I mean, you know, guys that you recruited, they 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 wouldn't have recruited them if they couldn't put the ball in the hole. And then all of a sudden, they got to fam, and it's like they couldn't score. <laughs> I I mean, I don't know. You shaking your head? I mean, I don't know. They, <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying that he is scoring hey, fifteen. Hey, re- re- realistically, the, the the lineup that we rode out there. Um, and there, there was one question I was gonna get to, but you know, you know, Coach went a little long with his replies. Uh, <laughs> that that, I, that, I, that I'm definitely gonna get in um, next time we have him. But uh, but we only had one shooter, man. At the end of the day, yeah, you can say we, well, you know, we had one shooter, and we That's didn't it. play them, play play them consistently, play them as much, and that, yeah, and 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 I, I really want to know. What the deal was with that? Why, why, why it was so inconsistent with him? Yeah, well, it was inconsistent with with a lot of guys, and so that's why it'll be interesting to see uh, who who else enters the portal. Uh, again, we we've lost uh, Byron Smith and Jordan Tillman. That's uh, fifteen from that's fifteen from Tillman, eight from uh, Smith. Uh, you know, so that's. Uh, and, and that's two, uh, I'd say, probably your two most active guys outside of maybe Noah and uh, Bates is still coming back, it looks like. So uh, that's positive. Steve, oh, yeah, and then, and then Steven. So far, we have, he, he seems to be all in still. Uh, we'll, we'll wait to see, you know, um, but uh, – yeah, there's there's gonna be some opportunities for other guys, but but yeah, no, I mean there there's so many more. I know you guys, and I would say this: any of you guys, if we didn't get to your question, trust me, there's many reasons why. Please send send your question 
to ongstrikezone at gmail.com. You know, I'll do my best to scour back through the chats and pull your questions, but you guys would do me a big favor if you just send them to us via email, ongstrikezone at gmail.com. And then that way, when we get to the spring game uh, and when we do have an opportunity to have coach, we'll, um, we, we can talk about it and, and figure it out from there. So uh, that's, uh, All right. that's it. Roy, Is there anything Roy, else? Roy, hey, Roy, Roy got you on the clock. I know, I know, I know, I know. That's why, I, that's why, look, I was going to the final wrap-up here, Kelvin. Thank you. Uh, Marcus, any final thoughts? I got the bag, Roy. Oh, my gosh. Any, any, <laughs> any, any final thoughts and words you want to, uh, you want to mention, Marcus? Uh, none off the top of my head. Just uh, looking forward to a continued successful spring. Kelvin. We got three more weeks left uh, uh, before uh, school ends. We need some um, SWAT championships, uh, at least two. We we need to have at least two. Um, I'm I'm more greedy than that. So that's what I'm looking forward to. That in the spring game uh, football, you know, game to see see what I see. Oh, also tomorrow's um, student athlete day. Yes. National Student Athlete Day, and A.D. Sykes has set up something. I don't know if we have that graphic, but she mentioned it last week at the um, at the uh, two twenty QB Club. Yeah, it's on the lawn. It's a it's on the lawn of uh, Gaither, um, and it's gonna they're gonna have uh, some, some food, some drinks, t-shirts, some prizes and stuff for all the student athletes. She uh, helped raise that money with the two twenty Club and some other affinity groups. Uh, and whatever uh, auxiliary money she had, so it's good, good, and and I I would like to see us move from this into the future, taking advantage of that option that the NCAA gives you, in which you can actually give financial incentives to your student athletes that perform at a high academic rate. There was a I think it was like a fifty six hundred dollar. Yep. Was a, I don't know if you want to call it a bonus or a stipend or award, but however you want to call it, you know, I mean, that's a heck of a incentive for producing, you know, above a 3.0, I think is what you got to get in the semester and students are eligible. Um, so I, I, I'd love to just do the math and say how many of our student athletes have a 3.0 or higher and what would that number be? Wonder if it would come anywhere close to what we're about to bring in from, say, some big event on April fifteenth. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just curious. I just ask questions. I'm, my mind it works that way, right? I don't know. I don't know. Just a thought. I'm gonna you leave you out there. Okay, thank you. I see. I thought you looked like you wanted to add on, but you were like, "Nah, I'm gonna leave you out there." Thank you. I'm gonna leave you out there. Thanks, Calvin. Thanks. Appreciate you. All right, we we gotta go. Uh, follow the show. Hey, we're trying to up our follows, follows, followers. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ONG Strike Zone. Follow the show. Like us. Subscribe. Rate. Review. Share it. 
if you are part of the ONG uh, Strike Zone Nation, go ahead and make sure you're doing that, please, for us. We appreciate it. Um, go download the Jericho Broadcast Network's app on the Google Play and Apple App Store. Just search MyJBN. MyBCSN is where you can find us. And go search for the BCSN Pod Zone. Everywhere you listen to podcasts, you can hear not only our show, but Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab, the Carlos Brown Show, uh, the BCSN Sports Wrap, any show that we do on the Black College Sports Network, you can find it right there, BCSN Pod Zone. That's going to do it for tonight. Thank you, everybody, on Facebook, Twitter, uh, and uh, and on YouTube, of course. You guys were great, great comments. Again, send me an email, folks. Don't just leave your questions out there to dry. Send me an email and uh, so I don't have to go scouring back through the chats on the replay. For our producer, Roy, for Marcus, Kelvin, I'm Brian. Be good, Rattler Nation, and make sure when you're out on those streets, make sure to strike, strike, and strike again. Peace out.